Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. A tough one for the Padres tonight in the middle game of their three-game series against the Minnesota Twins. Final score in 11 innings here tonight at Target Field in Minneapolis. The Twins 4 and the Padres 3. Sam Levitt with you on our post-game coverage from inside our San Diego studios. Good to have you with us on this Wednesday evening with the defeat. The Padres dropped to 19-18. and 18. Minnesota improves to 20-17 and 17, and it sets up the rubber game of a three-game series in Minnesota. Minnesota tomorrow morning between these two teams. A tough one for the Padres. We'll break it all down. We'll go back to Minnesota, hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin. Also have all the highlights coming up for you in just a little bit. Take a look at the out-of-town scoreboard and much, much more to come as we recap really What was a tough loss for the Padres? A very quiet day offensively for most of regulation. Padres had only one hit through the first six innings of this game, but the Padres, who trailed quickly in this game, Minnesota getting a run in the bottom of the first inning, then a run in the bottom half of the third. It stayed that way, 2 to nothing Twins, until the seventh inning when Juan Soto continued his turnaround. A solo home run well struck to center field in the seventh inning, made it 2-1. to one. Padres scratched across a run in the eighth inning on a sack fly by Manny Machado. That tied the game at two. Then these two teams exchanging runs in the tenth inning. Padres loading the bases in the top of the eleventh inning, could not score, and then very quickly in the bottom half the 11th inning. The Twins winning it on the walk-off single from Alex Kirilov against Domingo Tapia and that was the ball game. So a lot to break down. There certainly was a lot of good in this game for the Padres but some frustrating elements as well as the Padres drop the middle game of this three-game set. When we come back on the other side of this break, we'll break it all down, recap it, go through the highlights, play the play-by-play calls for you. And again, we will hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin from Minnesota coming up in just a little bit. Again, the final score in 11, Twins 4, Padres 3. We get it rolling with our post-game show when we come back on the Padres Radio Network. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, 
you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Post-game show on the Padres radio network continues. Final score in 11 innings in Minnesota tonight. The Padres fall 4-3 to to the Minnesota Twins. Again, the Padres drop to just the game above 500 at 19-18. and Twins improved to 20-17. and Padres trailed for most of this game in regulation. Found a way to tie it, but then again, the bottom of the 11th inning did not go the Padres' way. Bottom line, Twins got a run. Padres did not. That's how it works in extra innings, and the Twins win it by a final score of 4-3. to three. A lot to break down in this game. We will go back to Minnesota in just a moment. Hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin, so you want to stay tuned for that. We'll also take your phone calls coming up a little bit later in our postgame show. Phone number is always 833-288-0973. We'll give out our nightly awards. Also take a look at the out-of-town scoreboard. Much, much more to come, and a lot to talk about, to discuss, to break down from this ball game here tonight. Let's begin with our game highlights. Let's go through the biggest moments from today's game with our game highlights presented by the new El Cajon Ford Commercial Service Center, servicing all Fords up to F750s and motorhomes. The Padres fell behind early in this one. Max Kepler faced Seth Lugo in the bottom half of the first inning. And he does it again here to get ahead of Kepler. Swung on another fly ball. This one a little bit better hit. Fernando's turning back. He looks up, and it is gone. 1-0 Twins on the Max Kepler home run here in the bottom of the first. Fast forward to the bottom half of the third. Lugo got the first two outs, but then Kepler hit a two-out double over Juan Soto's head and left. Carlos Correa was next. Next pitch swung on, driven to center field. Trent Grisham is going back. He's looking up. This one is off the top of the wall. Run is going to score, and it's a double. Sliding safely into second base for Carlos Correa. The Twins have a 2-0 lead on the two-out rally. Back-to-back doubles by Kepler and Correa against Seth Lugo here with two outs. Correa was on second base with two men away. Alex Kiriloff then stepped in. 1-2 1-2 to Kirilov. Line drive, base hit into right field. Fernando's charging. Are they going to send him? They are. Here comes the throw. It's a one-hopper. Ooh. It is going to be in time. Great throw by Fernando Tatis Jr. Brett Sullivan with the swipe tag. 
It was a great throw by Fernando and maybe even a better tag from Brett Sullivan, who had to go into the left-handed batter's box to get it, brought it back, tagged out Correa just before Correa's foot touched home plate and at the time kept it a 2 to nothing game. Both starting pitchers really settled in. Seth Lugo would go six innings and allow just those two earned runs, his second straight quality start. Pablo Lopez, meanwhile, delivered six scoreless innings to begin his day. We went to the seventh inning, Padres still trailing 2 to nothing. Juan Soto led off against Pablo Lopez. 1-2 to Soto, fly ball, pretty well hit to center field, Taylor going back, he's at the warning track, he's at the wall, leaps, it's gone! Home run for Juan Soto, and the Padres now trail this ball game 2-1. to That's all the Padres got in the seventh inning. Brent Honeywell pitched a scoreless bottom half of the inning. So he went to the eighth inning. Padres still trailing 2-1. to Trent Grisham hit a leadoff single against Twins reliever Jorge Lopez. Fernando Tatis Jr. hit a one-out single. He went to second base on a throwing error from Joey Gallo. Jake Cronenworth walked to load the bases. So the bases were loaded for Manny Machado, who stepped in. He hit a sack fly to right field. Grisham scored from third base. The game was tied at 2 but that's all the Padres got in the eighth inning. Tim Hill tossed the scoreless bottom of the eighth inning. Joan Duran, or Joan Duran, I should say, pitched a 1-2-3 top of the ninth inning. Luis Garcia pitched the scoreless bottom half. So we were still tied at two, going to the tenth inning. Rugnet Odor was the Padres' automatic runner with Duran still on the mound. Grisham flied out to left. Odor took third base. That was significant as Austin Nola stepped to the plate with one out. Austin Nola at the plate now. Odor over at third, one down. Infield is in. He shows bunt. He gets it down the third base line. The run is going to score. There's no play but to go over to first base. Did they get to Austin Nola at first? They do. As Polanco got his feet crossed up, the last second he was able to tag the base. But an excellent job of execution by Austin Nola on the safety squeeze. Padres have a 3-2 lead here in the top of the 10th. That was all the Padres got in the top of the 10th inning. They went to their closer, Josh Hader, in the bottom of the 10th inning. Willie Castro was the Twins' automatic runner. Donovan Solano pinch hit and led off for Minnesota. 0-1. Ground ball inside the first base bag. Racing over for it is Tatis. The run is going to score, and we have a tie ball game. Quickly as that. Solano went to second on a wild pitch, but Hader really bared down, striking out three in the inning to get out of it and keep the game tied. So he went to the 11th, tied at 3-3. Padres loaded the bases with two outs, but Twins reliever Griffin Jacks struck out Matt Carpenter looking to end the inning, stranding three on. That was very significant as Domingo Tapia came on for the bottom half of the 11th inning with the game still tied at three. Max Kepler was the Twins' automatic runner on second base. Tapia Gave an intentional walk to Carlos Correa. That put runners on first and second. Nobody out. Bottom 11. Game tied at three. Alex Kirilov dug in. Odor and Cronenworth on the infield. Austin Noll, the only difference. Ground ball past the diving Jake Cronenworth down the first baseline. The run is going to score. And the Twins are going to win this ball game by a score of 4-3 to three in the bottom of the 11th inning. And that was the ball game. 4-3, to three, Minnesota wins it in 11. Padres could not cash in in their scoring chance in the 11th inning, but the Twins did do it against Domingo Tapia in the bottom half of the 11th inning, and that was the difference late in this one as the Twins take the middle game of this three-game series. Final totals here tonight in 11 for the Twins. Four runs, nine hits, one error, and for San Diego, three runs, four hits, and no errors. Padres again with the defeat, dropped to 19-18. and 18. Minnesota 
Minnesota with the win improves to 20 and 17. Let's go back to Minnesota. Hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin. Let's take a trip down to the Padres clubhouse and hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin. Presented by Sin Lee Food. Find your next cooking adventure at Sin Lee Food, 4665 El Cajon Boulevard, the Cook's Asian resource. In the end, how much do you look back at the first six innings of all that traffic? Well, I mean, it comes down again. What were they, four for 10 with runners in scoring position? We were 0 for 5, so we had our opportunities. We did get some big hits today, and we came back, and you know, against a really good bullpen, and they had a lead, just couldn't finish it off. What do you make? Kind of, I mean, I know you said that the risk, the hitting of men's scoring position will come. Is there something that can be done to kickstart it, or just take that one first? You know, we, we're getting there. We're getting some decent games. We're having some bad ones. We haven't had consistency with it yet. So keep digging. I mean, it's a tough spot for for Tapia there. That's the way I left. Yeah, we're, in, we're going to use Martinez Wilson today. How do you balance um, walking Correa? Obviously, trying to set up double play. Is there a balance yeah, there? Exactly. With- I mean, there's no reason not to. At that point, they're you know Kirloff's their highest ground ball rate guy on the team. Um, you already got on second base. That's the only one that matters. So you're just trying to put yourself in a position where you can get a double play. And you hit it on the ground. Just hit it down the line. What do you what do you weigh or what do you hear in the first inning on that? that weird kind of play, that juggling and left field gallop. Yeah, that he caught it and flipped it up and caught it in his bare hand. And then when we looked at it, we saw the same thing. So I don't know if at one point in time the ball was on the ground. I'm not sure. Um, but that's what we had. Is that one of those maybe if you had another 15 well, seconds? Or? No, that's more okay. really early in the game and you're not sure. Which. Uh, think of what you got out of Garcia today because they did it again. And yeah, no, look, he has the ability to do it. And, you know, similar to what we're going through offensively, he's got some, he's done some, had some really good games. And he's had some poor games. But in that situation, you know, that was his inning. He was, and he went out there and got it done. The throw from Tatis. Uh, it's the first time we've got to see it in the regular season. So we saw it in spring training, but, you know, it's, it's going to be one of a kind arm that you saw what he, what he has to offer it there. They'll always send him in that situation. How much of a weapon is that to have? It's a huge weapon in right field. So, I mean, and he was, he's really looking forward to it too. I mean, he worked on it. He's got a fantastic arm. It's one of the reasons he's out in right field because he has the ability to. The, I mean, obviously it was a rocket, but the fact that he was able to kind of play it the way he's supposed to play it and hit the cutoff on yeah. one hop, like what do you say fundamentally about how he's gotten that part down? Well, it's an infielder. Now, now it's a different you know, it's different footwork from an outfielder, but this is something that he's been been working on. And, you know, you look at line drives the right field, he's coming in on it, great reads. He's just getting more and more comfortable out there, and now the, the arm finally showed up today with, with an opportunity. you think if one had gone in straight on the stolen base, he would have had it? Uh, I think he was safe. I mean, it, the time play would have been, but he hit his foot, and he couldn't get to the bag, if you look at it. He okay. never got to the bag. That was Padres manager Bob Melvin from the clubhouse in Minnesota after this 4-3 loss in 11 innings against the Minnesota Twins. Sam Levitt back with you inside our San Diego studios on our Padres radio network postgame show. Uh, Before we go to break, I just want to touch on a couple of things that Bob Melvin discussed there. Obviously, the runners in scoring position, that was one of the major differences in this game. Padres went 0-5. Twins went four for 10. Both teams left eight on base, but the 
The parts of this game where the issues with runners in scoring position really hurt, there are two that stand out in the eighth inning after the Padres tied the game on the sack fly by Manny Machado. Two to two, there are still two outs, still runners on first and third there, and Juan Soto grounded out to first base. That was a major opportunity with Soto, who's been very good in this series at the plate, to take a lead they could not do it. And then, and then obviously the one that really stood out in extra innings in the 11th inning, bases loaded, two men away, Matt Carpenter struck out looking. There were some other scenarios as well. And the other part of this that wasn't great tonight for the Padres, they had a base runner on in each of the first six innings and did not score. They had one on in the first inning, one on in the second, same thing in the third Leadoff man on in the fourth inning, leadoff man on in the fifth inning, two-out base runner in the sixth inning. Finally, got a run in the Soto home run in the seventh inning. So it's not like they didn't have anybody on the bases. Pablo Lopez, who put together a good outing, six and a third innings, one earned run given up, took the no decision in this game. Uh, he did walk, guys, though. Four walks in this game, and the Padres really could not take advantage against Pablo Lopez. So they had traffic on the bases, and again, the runners in scoring position issues uh, sort of uh, were a story. Again, here tonight, and it seems like most of these games the Padres don't win. That's something we're talking about where a hit or two with runners in scoring position would make a, a big difference. I also want to touch on, in case you missed it, what Bob Melvin was talking about there with the two potential plays you could have challenged in the first inning and the second inning. I, I tweeted this out uh, early in the game. This was a weird game early on. The Padres had some really bad luck with bounces and umpire calls and line drives turning into double plays. In the first inning, if you missed it, Jake Cronenworth was on first base with one out. Manny Machado hit a shallow fly ball to left field. Joey Gallo came in on it, slid, it hit his mitt, and then popped up in the air, and he actually caught it with his bare hand. But on the replay, it looked like the ball actually made contact with the ground, and that may have actually helped force it out, almost like a, a football catch. Did the did the ground, uh, you know, uh, uh, help the ball come out? It, it looked like it did. Um, could have been something that could have been challenged. Padres uh, didn't challenge it there. You heard uh, Bob Melvin talk about it there. Ended up being a double play because Jake Cronenworth, I assume, saw the ball pop out. He went to second base, and I, I saw this on Twitter. I did not get a chance to... You know, look at some various replay angles I can see and see what the umpires did, but they may have said there was no catch, which puts Jake Cronenworth in a really tough spot there. Either way, it ended up being a double play because Cronenworth was doubled off first base, and uh, it was a weird play, and it may have been, if it was reviewed, I'm not sure, may have been uh, ruled a base hit. Then in the second inning, Juan Soto walks to lead off the inning, steals second base. Then he went for third base on a stolen base attempt, gets thrown out. On the replay, though, looked like he may have been safe. So Padres got really unlucky in those two scenarios and did not challenge those two plays. Then in the fourth inning, Juan Soto hits a ball at 100-plus miles per hour off the bat. A line drive to the first base side. The first baseman, Alex Kirilov, made a great play on it, diving to his right. Jay Cronenworth, no chance for him to get back to first base. Double play. So 
there was some real weirdness early on in this game, some bad luck for the Padres as well. But with that said again, they had activity on the bases through the first six innings, opportunities with runners in scoring position, and again went 0 for 5. So that was uh, certainly a big element in this game here tonight. Again, the final score in 11, Minnesota 4, San Diego 3. We'll step aside. We may have some sound coming up from the clubhouse, so stay tuned for that. We're working on getting that audio for you, and uh, we'll give out our nightly awards at a town scoreboard. Might be able to squeeze in some phone calls as well. Phone number to call, 833-288-0973. Coming back with more on our Padres Radio Network postgame show after this. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law Postgame show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Sam Levitt with you inside our San Diego studios. Good to have you with us on this Wednesday evening. The final score in 11 innings, the Twins 4 and the Padres 3 as the Padres drop the middle game of their three-game series in Minnesota, setting up a rubber game of this three-game set tomorrow, early start time tomorrow, 10-10 a.m., here in San Diego, our pregame coverage will begin at 9-10. Bailey Ober on the mound for the Twins. Hugh Darvish on the mound for the San Diego Padres. Well, certainly uh, a tough one here tonight for the Padres. Some of the issues with runners in scoring position. Uh, I just heard a, a little audio from uh, Jake Cronenworth uh, inside the clubhouse, and uh, he was talking about uh, how in that uh, top of the 11th inning he popped out couldn't get the runner in Fernando Tatis Jr., the automatic runner over. The audio is uh, its not super easy to hear, so we're not going to play that for you because I, I quite honestly, I don't know. Uh, sometimes we, we get a lot of great audio from the clubhouse post game, uh, but sometimes, you know, with all the noise going on in the clubhouse, you can't always hear it super great. Um, so, but we do have audio from Seth Lugo, which uh, we're going to play from you. But I did uh, hear what Jay Cronenworth was talking about, and he, he did uh, sound disappointed about not moving that runner over in the 11th inning, leading off that inning, and probably just uh, indicative of some of uh, some of the frustrations offensively for this team here tonight, something like that, where they couldn't get the runner over in the 11th inning, uh, ultimately, and, uh, and then, you know, the issues with runners in scoring position, 0 for 5, not cashing in with walks early in the game. Uh, certainly there were opportunities and uh, places in this game the Padres could have cashed in. They, you know, to their credit, they did a good job tying this game after trailing 2-0, you know, top of the 7th inning, get one back, one in the 8th inning, but they could have taken more command of this game on the offensive side and just could not do that here tonight. There certainly were bright spots on the pitching side of things for the Padres here tonight. Let's tell you about our ace pitcher of the game. Which pitcher was dealing today? Let's find out who's today's 
Ace Pitcher of the Game. Brought to you by The Grilling Store at Hillcrest Ace Hardware. From Traeger and Weber to the Big Green Egg. All your grilling and barbecue needs are inside The Grilling Store at Hillcrest Ace Hardware. Our ace pitcher of the game here tonight will stay on the Padres' side of things. Seth Lugo had a really good outing here tonight. Six innings, two earned runs given up, gave up the early home run to Max Kepler. In the first inning, RBI double to Carlos Correa in the third, and that was it. His final line, six innings, two earned runs given up, five hits allowed, walked one, struck out five on 84 pitches. With the outing here tonight, Lugo lowered his ERA to 318. So you look at his overall numbers now, even though there were a couple of rocky outings in there, now he has two consecutive quality starts. Seven starts, a 318 ERA, 3-2 record, 39-plus innings. He struck out 36. He's walked only nine. It's been good so far. 129 whip, but a 318 ERA. So Lugo has been... In this starting role, very, very solid through the first month, uh, almost and a half now of this season. He was good here tonight. He's our ace pitcher of the game. Speaking of Seth Lugo, let's go back to Minnesota and hear from tonight's starting pitcher. Many this, this season. Um, <clears throat> you know, I, th- I thought it was okay. Um, you know, I've, I've really tried to get ahead of guys. Um, I feel like uh, like some of those hits were executed pitches, so maybe just uh, – <laughs> let him into it a little bit, but um, I, was, I was happy with how I threw the ball and where I was throwing the ball. Let him in as in with the Sinkwitzin? Sinkwitzin, pitch count, um, you know, how I pitched him, you know, first time during the at-bat, or first time, first at-bats. Um, I mean, I feel like the uh, the home run, it was, it was a decent curveball, first curveball of the game, you know, it got down, but down and in, it could get swing on it, but, you know, that's the way it goes sometimes. Your innings have been more efficient this year than sometimes they were in the pen. Is that just a product of the nature of the role, like you're trying to be more efficient? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, when I talked about before uh, spring training, um, you know, he stressed to me that he wanted length out of me. So, you know, that's what you got to do to pitch deep into a game. What is the key to, to doing that? Like, what's the what's the difference in challenging guys? You know, throwing strikes, uh, throwing balls over the plate, and uh, be willing to let them hit it. So it's not necessarily having this mentality of I got to get through this inning quick. It's Making good pitches, challenging us. Yes, exactly. Okay. Thanks. Thank you. All right. All right. That was uh, Seth Lugo from the clubhouse in Minnesota. Again, Lugo was good in this game. Six innings, two earned runs given up. I mean, really, the Padres' bullpen was pretty good here tonight. Honeywell, a scoreless seventh inning. Tim Hill uh, worked around a, uh, a couple of base runners in the eighth inning. A big double play ball to get out of that inning. Luis Garcia... Uh, through a scoreless inning. Josh Hader comes in in the bottom half of the 10th inning, a save opportunity. Unfortunately, this will go as a blown save for Josh Hader. So after he went a perfect 11 for 11 in save opportunities, he's now blown two consecutive saves. Although I got to tell you, and, and I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to like sound like a homer here, but I almost wish they would make an amendment to the blown save rule because if you allow the automatic runner to come in, I mean, should that really be a blown save when the run is unearned and it was already on second base? I don't know. I suppose the the decisions, even though the the I'm, I'm, by the way, I'm going on a total tangent here. I suppose the decisions are what they are because somebody's got to take the win. Somebody like Domingo Tapia has got to take the loss when they give up that unearned run in the 11th inning. But it just seems like 
An awfully tough way to take a blown save. Anyway, Hader in that 10th inning with the automatic runner on second base. Uh, Donovan Solano immediately had a pinch hit RBI single to tie the game. That tied the game at 3-3. But then Hader, after uncorking a wild pitch, remember the winning run was on second base with nobody out. He came back to strike out Vasquez, strike out Gordon, strike out Kepler after an intentional walk to Byron Buxton. So uh, I... I just can't get too crazy with uh, putting much, if any, blame on Josh Hader in this game because, again, you know, when you look at his outing, all he really did was give up a leadoff single, and there happened to be a runner on second base. Now, that's the reality of the situation and the reality of the extra innings. Everybody's got to deal with it, but a a tough way to get a blown save for Josh Hader, in my opinion. And then Domingo Tapia in that uh, 11th inning, automatic runner on, intentional walk, and an RBI single. So when the Twins scored in extra innings, it was very, very quick (laughs) at the start of the innings. And, uh, hey, I, I think tonight, again, we said it earlier, comes down to the Twins executing when they had opportunities, and in some scenarios, the Padres did not. I mean, just again, look at the 11th inning. Padres had the bases loaded and couldn't cash in with the big hit. And in the bottom half of the 11th inning and the bottom half of the 10th inning, uh, the Twins did exactly that. So, uh, but you know, not a terrible day for Padres pitching. Lugo, again, solid six innings, two earned runs given up. And then you had Honeywell, Hill, Garcia, all throws scoreless innings. And then it was Hader and Tapia in the 10th and the 11th. They both are charged with unearned runs. Hater the blown save. Tapia picks up his first loss of the year. We'll step aside, come back with more on our post-game show. Again, phone number to call if you want to get involved, 833-288-0973. If you want to send me a tweet, you can do that at 973 SD or on my Twitter, Sammy Lev, S-A-M-M-Y-L-E-V. You can also shoot me a message on Instagram at Sammy Lev there as well. If you have a thought about this ball game here tonight. Final score in 11, Twins 4, Padres 3. Our post-game show continues when we come back on the Padres Radio Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. One, two, DeSoto, fly ball, pretty well hit to center field, Taylor going back, he's at the warning track, he's at the wall, leaps, it's gone, home run for Juan Soto, and the Padres now trail this ball game two to one. One of the good moments in this game for the Padres, Juan Soto's solo home run in the seventh inning made it a 2-1 to game. Padres would tie it with a run in the eighth inning at 2-2, but the Padres fall in extra innings here tonight. A 4-3 final in 11 as the Padres drop back to 19-18 and on the season, setting up a rubber game. Of this three-game series tomorrow in Minnesota, Sam Levitt with you on our post-game show. From inside our San Diego studios, that home run for Juan Soto, solo homer in the seventh inning, his sixth home run of the season. And at that time, here were Juan Soto's eight plate appearances in this series. 
and I'll give you the exit velocities as well. A single at 101.6 miles per hour, double at 108.9, a walk, a double at 108.4, single at 111.5, a walk, a line out at 103.7, and the home run, 107. miles per hour in exit velocity the two singles went to left and center field the home run went to center now Soto later in the game admittedly in the top of the eighth inning had an opportunity with runners on second and third to give the Padres the lead at that point after the Machado uh, the Machado sack fly uh, the go-ahead run on third base a 2-2 game could not get it done so that sours the evening I suppose a little bit but still there were some really good signs once again for a second straight game after a four for four night yesterday for Juan Soto a walk early in the game then he hits into a line drive double play Alex Kirilov made a great play on it turned it into a double play if he doesn't get there it's a base hit and then the home run went to center field. That was a good sign. And then he had the at-bat in the eighth inning where he grounded out in a key situation, intentionally walked in the 11th inning. But again here tonight, good signs for Juan Soto, not just by the results, but also by where he hit it, the center field. You want to, you want to see him go to center. You want to see him go to left field. And we have seen that much more these last couple of days. So hopefully a sign of things to come for Juan Soto. Again, the final, 4-3, to three, Minnesota wins it in 11. Let's tell you about our relief pitcher of the game. Which pitcher was able to come in and slam the door shut? It's time for the relief pitcher of the game in support of the Jacobs and Cushman San Diego Food Bank, providing food assistance to local children, families, and seniors in need. To get help or give help, visit sandiegofoodbank.org. Our relief pitcher of the game. We got to go with a twin here tonight. I think it's got to be Griffin Jacks in the 11th inning. Dealing with the automatic runner on second base. Did not allow that automatic runner to get the third base with less than two outs. Tatis got there with two men away on the ground out by Machado. Went five to three. But then Tatis aggressive, went second to third. And then an intentional walk, a walk to Bogarts. That was a good plate appearance by Xander. And then he struck out Matt Carpenter. That was one of the bigger moments of this game. So Griffin Jackson, in the 11th inning, got out of a bases-loaded jam, kept the game tied at three, and shortly after, bottom 11, Twins won it. Relief pitcher of the game here tonight. It'll be right-hander Griffin Jacks of the Minnesota Twins for that work in the 11th inning. Now let's tell you about our player of the game. Which player had the biggest impact on today's game? <laughs> Let's find out who is today's player of the game. Presented by Valley View Casino and Hotel. Catch every game at Patties and Pints. Plus, enjoy $4 beer every Thursday. Visit valleyviewcasino.com today. Our player of the game here tonight, we will go with Alex Kirilov. From the Minnesota Twins, playing first base here tonight. And I'll tell you why. Not only did he have the walk-off base hit in the 11th inning, took a base hit away from Juan Soto with an excellent diving catch that he turned into a double play in the 4th inning. Had another base hit in this game in the 3rd. That was the play where Tatis threw out Carlos Correa at home plate. Nice play by Brett Sullivan as well, getting the tag down in time. 
But Kirilov had good defense, timely hitting, game-winning hit. And for the Twins here tonight, really did a lot of good things. So, Alex Kirilov of Minnesota, our player of the game in this 4-3 Twins win over the Padres. We'll step aside, come back with more. Again, a phone number to call if you want to get involved. We do have some time to squeeze in a phone call or two, 833-288-0973. Again, phone number, 833-288-0973. We'll take a look at the out-of-town scoreboard, wrap things up, get you ready for tomorrow morning, morning baseball for the rubber game of this three-game series tomorrow. More on that to come. Again, the final in 11 at Target Field in Minneapolis, the Twins 4 and the Padres 3 on the Padres Radio Network. Our postgame show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Final score in Minnesota here tonight. The Twins 4 and the Padres 3 in 11 innings. Tomorrow, it'll be the rubber game of this three-game series. Morning baseball. Little Padres and pancakes tomorrow. First pitch at 10-10 a.m. tomorrow. Our pregame coverage will begin at 9-10. More on that game coming up in just a little bit. Tough one here for the Padres as they fall 4-3 to to the Minnesota Twins. If you're just joining us, a quick recap on how this one went down. Max Kepler, a home run in the first inning against Seth Lugo. That made it a one nothing game. Then an RBI double from Carlos Correa in the third made it 2 nothing. Minnesota stayed that way until the seventh inning as Pablo Lopez for the Twins went six scoreless innings to begin his outing. Juan Soto, though, hit a solo home run, his sixth of the year in the seventh inning, made it 2-1. to one. Lopez would go six and a third, just that home run given up to Soto. Padres loaded the bases in the eighth inning, got a sack fly for Manny Machado to tie the game at two. We were still tied going to extra innings. Padres got a run in the 10th inning on a uh, squeeze play. Austin Nola at the plate. Rugnet Odor at third base made it three to two. But against Josh Hader in the bottom of the 10th inning, Twins tied the game. Donovan Solano, a pinch hit RBI single, made it 3-3. Padres loaded the bases in the 11th inning, could not score. Matt Carpenter struck out with the bases loaded, set the stage for the bottom half of the 11th inning, walk-off RBI single by Alex uh, Kirilov as the Twins won it by a final of 4-3 and 11. And now it sets up the rubber game of this three-game set tomorrow. Again, phone number to call if you want to get involved, 833-288-0973. Might have a little time for some phone calls still if you want to get involved on our postgame show. Let's take a look at the out-of-town scoreboard on this Wednesday in the Major Leagues. Let's go around Major League Baseball and take a look at the scores you need to know from across the country. This is the Out of Town Scoreboard presented by Jensen Meat, where great taste meets integrity. Locally produced in San Diego since 1958. We take a look at the Out of Town Scoreboard on this Wednesday. Tell you what's going on in the Major Leagues. Finals, Yankees beat the A's 11-3 in New York earlier today. Anthony Volpe, a grand slam in that one, his first career grand slam. Rockies beat the Pirates 4-3 in Pittsburgh. 
Former Padre Jerkson Profar had a go-ahead hit in that game. Tigers beat the Guardians 5-0 in Cleveland earlier today. Dodgers beat the Brewers 8-1 in Milwaukee. Freddie Freeman and Will Smith hit home runs in that game for LA. Miami beat Arizona 5-4 in Arizona earlier today. Rangers over the Mariners 4-3 in Seattle. Nationals beat up on the Giants 11-6 in San Francisco. Final in 10, Phillies over the Blue Jays 2-1. Astros beat the Angels 5-4 in Anaheim earlier today. Christian Javier went six innings in that game and struck out 11. Orioles beat the Rays 2-1 in Baltimore. Mets beat the Reds 2-1 in Cincinnati. Justin Verlander got his first win as New York Met. Red Sox beat the Braves 5-2 in Atlanta. Royals beat the White Sox 9-1 in Kansas City. Cardinals lost to the Cubs at Wrigley Field 10-4. Cardinals now 13-25. and By the way, in that Red Sox-Braves game, Kenley Jansen became the seventh player in Major League history to earn 400 saves. He picked up his ninth save of the season for the Red Sox. So congratulations to Kenley Jansen, who uh, hit a milestone here tonight, 400 saves in his Major League career. Again, the final score in Minnesota here tonight, the Twins 4 and the Padres 3. Taking a look at tomorrow, rubber game of this three-game series. Early start time tomorrow, first pitch here in San Diego at 10.10 a.m. Our pregame coverage begins at 9.10, so a little Padres and pancakes for you. Make sure you have a good breakfast, get your coffee, be ready to go. 9, 10 a.m. with our EcoWater SoCal Padres pregame show. Starting pitching matchup tomorrow, right-hander Yu Darvish on the mound for San Diego. Right-hander Bailey Ober, who's been very good so far this year, on the mound for Minnesota. And uh, we'll see if the Padres can begin this road trip with a series win. And then, of course, three games in L.A. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So uh, the road trip will continue. Padres trying to... Get a series win tomorrow in Minnesota. Taking a look at the final totals in this ball game here tonight. In 11 innings for the Twins, four runs, nine hits, one error. They left on eight. And for the Padres, three runs, four hits, uh, four hits, no errors. They left on eight as well. Winning pitcher was Griffin Jacks, who improves to two and four. Losing pitcher was Domingo Tapia, who drops to 0 and 1. Time of game, two hours and 51 minutes. And the crowd at Target Field in Minnesota, 18,467. That'll do it for our post-game show here on the Padres Radio Network. Again, first pitch tomorrow morning at 10-10. Our pregame coverage begins at 9-10. Until then, for our great studio coordinator, Matty Rhodes, I'm Sam Levitt saying so long and good night. The final score in 11, the Minnesota Twins 4 and the San Diego Padres 3. We'll talk to you tomorrow on the Padres Radio Network.